You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Jackie St. James is an award-winning writer, director, and producer of ethical erotic content. As an avid feminist and proponent of positive sexuality, her work aims to explore, embrace, and normalize the varied path of female desire. Jackie is known for the stories she creates with her films and beautiful cinematography with which they are shot. She is also wildly known for being a theater classmate to none other than our very own Chip Dorsch. <laughs> Hi, Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Thank you for being here. It is my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first things first, Jackie, I need to know any memories you have of being in theater with Chip. <laughs> oh, God. It's a long time ago. Tell the listeners has- all the juice. I think. I'm wrong, Chip, because I actually was thinking about this the other day. So I took musical theater, and I will tell you, I'm not a singer. And I remember when I auditioned for Filler on the Roof my freshman year, um, Bob Chapel, the chair, was like, just stick to straight plays. Like, you're not a singer. <laughs> but I took I, t- I took this musical theater class my fourth year because I wanted to just sort of um, confront my fears. And I was very scared of singing because I'm not a singer. But I did comedy through the songs I had to sing. And I remember I sang this song and I was in like a silk robe. And I think, Chip, you were the guy I was singing to. I might be wrong. Oh, my God. I did take a musical theater class. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I remember you, Miranda was in it with us. Yes. Okay, I, I was in this class. Yeah, you were yeah. the guy that I was. I think I was like a nerdy, like trying to be sexy Person. I vaguely like you- remember it now that you're talking about it because it was in the it was in the smaller theater in the black room, the black box, yeah, yep. yep, the black box theater. Yep. Oh my god! Does anyone have I, any films of this? <laughs> I need this, to see it. was it. pre-cell phone, so probably uh, not. yeah, yeah, it's like VHS yeah. somewhere. Yeah, there's probably a VHS film <laughs> <now> somewhere. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> 
well, it's God. funny too because then we had a re-meet because we hadn't seen each other in years yes. and then we both were living in Los Angeles and I started managing a singer-songwriter who randomly was best friends with Jackie. Oh my God. So world. random. It was a it was... very small world. So we got reunited yeah. later in life too. So, and now here's the yeah. third time. And so. now on the Velvet yeah. Edge podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Next will be the nursing home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'll be a fun time with us there though. It does well, sound fun to me. Well, okay. I need to know, how do you go from being a UVA or I think you were a theater major, right? How do you go from that yeah. to directing an erotic film like what was your process how did you get here tell us all of it I mean the the shortest version is that I moved to LA to be an actor I'd worked in corporate America for about four years after graduation and quickly learned that I was not the shit I was not (laughs) cut out to be an actor and um it was very deflated it's very ego deflating to go Mm. from Virginia where you're maybe the lead to LA where you're absolutely a nobody and nobody cares about you. Right. So I re-entered corporate America here, but I was watching a lot of porn. And one of my guy friends who actually is a camera guy on a lot of TV shows, he and I would exchange porn clips and be like, oh my God, this is crazy. Look at this. Well, he sent me one and he was like, I can't believe that they're shooting porn like this. And it was for a company called New Sensations. And it was like very high-end high-end pornography with attractive guys, which I had never really seen, and a script that wasn't the worst thing I'd ever heard. And so I was like, this is interesting. I never thought porn like this existed. Yeah. So I researched the company and they were doing a screenwriting contest. And my buddy was like, dude, enter the <laughs> contest. It'll be hilarious. Like, what if you won? And so I reached out to one of the porn directors on Twitter terrified out of my mind that I'm talking to anybody in porn and he's like call me and I'm like oh he's just gonna hit on me and he was so (laughs) nice and respectful and then he said you know just write a script with sex that's all you have to do yeah and so I did and I sent it in and I won now I'll tell you it's it's no big deal that I won because I after I worked with the company I saw the people the scripts that were submitted and of course I won like they were horrible (laughs) (laughs) how long is a porn script um, I mean, porn scripts range like I at that studio, I was doing like 40 pages. But then okay. like when I left that company, um, I was doing them in 15, which is really, you know, you're just getting the Way bare bones out of there. Yeah. yeah. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I always thought it was really interesting. We had we were talking before the podcast and telling you that we had Candace Horback, who is her name is Eva Lovia in porn. But when I was researching for that podcast and then this podcast, it was so interesting to me because it's sort of like what you just said. It really is a script just with sex. Like the way that you even talk about set days, all of the things that you have to think about as a director, like writing, the whole process is so similar to what we deal with in music or, you know, regular Mm -hmm. film. So is there anything that you would say to that? Like, what is the biggest, maybe even like misconception or assumption that people have about the porn industry where you're like, no, it's really just an entertainment industry, just like everything else. Yeah, I mean, I think it's funny. And I mean, I work with a lot of new performers and and I talk to them about misconceptions and they're the same that I had, that everyone was snorting lines of cocaine and partying. And it's, 
it's a billion dollar business. Like we wouldn't be a billion dollar business if that was the case. You know, it you go in and you work and you work long hours and people care about the product. And even though it's just sex, like it's our job. So uh, it's a lot less party. I mean, yeah, people are partying on the weekends, but when we go to set, like we got a lot to do and there's not a lot of time for goofing off. It would just be like a very, very low budget film with not a lot of money and trying to maximize that. I, that's how I would compare it. Okay. You know? Yeah. A lot just of work. <clears throat> a lot of work. I was reading an article, one of the ones I found on your website and it y'all, it said something about like you shoot a full film in two days sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Wild to me. Yeah. It's a lot. I don't do that as much anymore, but like, you know, and it's funny because the requirements that we have are not just the dialogue, which, you know, I think a a standard like high end film would be doing maybe four pages a day. Mm -hmm. I'm doing like 10. And on top of that, we're doing stills and pictures and sex stills and sex and the dialogue with people that are not real actors. So there's just like so much that goes into it. And a lot of work from the director and, and crew's perspective on keeping it going. It's it's a lot for two days. Yes, it's a yeah. lot. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, we talked a little bit about this in your intro, but feminism is a word that's really tied to you in a lot of articles. And it's, I mean, even your bio, it's kind of like what you're known for. Um, and I know like for me, I guess one of the conversations that I started hearing about, you know, a couple years ago is just like more women are watching porn, but women want it to be more directed towards them. Like, you know, it's such a male driven industry from what we mostly talk about. So can you speak to that a little bit? Like how does the word feminism and just, you know, feminine empowerment play into the kind of porn that you're creating? Um, it's interesting because there's two camps of feminism. There's the feminists that hate porn and think it's evil and awful. So there's those feminists. I'm not okay. one of those feminists. Okay. Um, and then there's the feminists that, so there, so the feminists are at odds with each other. <laughs> um, and then there's the feminists that just want to, I mean, I hate categorizing female sexuality in like one giant bubble because women are very you know, nuanced creatures and have a lot of different desires. But one of the things that most women like is to be able to see the person's head, (laughs) like the man's head when the people are having sex and you'll see notoriously in, in heterosexual male porn, the man's head is cut off. It doesn't, he doesn't even matter because the guys watching that don't want to see another guy and another guy's pleasure. Whereas women want to see the guy's face and the reaction to the blowjob or whatever and so we're shooting it so we see both people and the connection between both people. It's not just a headless torso and a woman with big tits. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, that is such a good point. Which is like male-oriented porn. I 100%. Mean, really it is. It's like, such yeah. a nuanced uh, detail, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, makes nobody so would much think sense. about that, but... Yes. As a former consumer of porn before I got in porn, that always drove me crazy. So they would do the little setup, you know, yeah. stupid, but I would still want to buy that it was her stepbrother. And then he would go to kiss her and then they just pan down to her boobs. And I'm like, okay, I want to, I want to see his, his expression. And when she's right. naked and you just don't get that in, in, in male dominated porn, you just don't. And even on the gay side, it's very detached as well. It's just mm-hmm. close up penetration and that kind of thing. And it's, it's just the male gaze is very different. 
Yeah. Is that because of what drives us sexually? Like men are so visually stimulated and like women do typically need more of a connection. Is that what's going on there? I th- I think so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. That is so fascinating to me. Chip, how do you feel yeah. about that? Uh, I mean, it it makes sense, you know, like yeah. I, it's not something that I'd ever thought about before, but it makes perfect sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's also like I'm sitting here thinking like, wow, we're just sitting around talking about porn. And I, I'm like, I'm curious <laughs> um, for Jackie, Monday. like at what point, like how long did it take you to like just be able to sort of sit back in your comfort and be like, I work in porn, you know, like, right. and it not to be like, I, I've wanted to giggle a few times, but like, this is your profession, you know, like, yeah. how, how, like what kind of hurdle was that to come over? Oh my God. So many. And I still, I mean, I've been in 12 years now and I mean, I still don't tell my neighbors. I mean, cause you know that you're going to get the bigoted reactions um, Mm -hmm. because porn is always the punchline to a joke. And so like you say porn and people laugh and it's fine. You know, I get it. Um, But I think I started really seeing it as like, okay, this is my job when I left because I was still holding on to my corporate job. And when the company, the first porn company I worked with was like, we want you to come in as a director. Now I was like, I had to make the decision and it's just like jumping off a cliff. And then yeah. I appeared on camera as like an extra. And like, you know, once you've been seen, it's sort of like, there's no going back at that point. Like right. the face is out there. And then it's a very different. So I think, um, I mean, it still is a struggle. There is no full disclosure. But I will say working in porn, I mean, there is such a level of comfort among all of us. Like we can talk about yeast infections and UTIs and things that other people would be like, ugh. Like nobody in porn even bats an eye. So like, I mean, not to be graphic, but if I can be graphic, sure. like we're shooting, we're shooting an anal scene and there's poop. Nobody, like the average person might be like, oh, nobody, we just are getting a baby wipe and cleaning it up and there's no judgment. And <laughs> it's just like part of it. It's just part of it. And it's so refreshing because like, I think, you know, and I know as a woman too, like, some people are scared to talk about their periods. Like for us, like there's nothing that's off limits. Like you talk about whatever and there's no secrets about your health. Yeah. So it's just really like, oh, is that a herpes outbreak? Well, let's look. You know, I mean, like literally that's. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. I are there actually, any like, I mean, is you know, at, at a normal, you know, corporate gig, like there's things that are off limits that you can't even talk about. Like what yeah. are the rules? Like, is there anything that governs it? <laughs> There's no HR department. That's we, are, <laughs> we are we are self-governed. So I think that like in terms of how we operate, I mean, there are things that we're still trying to figure out our off limits, like directors, dating talent, things like that. Like those are things we're still working through. But you're right. Like for me to say, hey, can I look at your tits real quick? Like if the girl says she has a bruise and I'm like, okay, can you take off your clothes? Like in any other <laughs> Um, yeah, that would, that would be, be a big problem yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But for me, it's like, hey, I can tell these people to get naked. I can right. you know, look at their genitals up close, and nobody's going to think I'm being a weirdo. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. It's so interesting <laughs> to hear you talk about like when there's if there's an anal scene and there happens to be like accidental poop, like that's like real life sex, right? Like we, Mm -hmm. and that's one of the big complaints people have with porn is that it creates this world. That's like, that is not what this is really like. So I wonder if there's ever a time where you guys would like integrate a little more of that, like 
reality Oops. piece. Yeah, the poop that happens in anal scene. <laughs> um, you legally or, can't do that. But yeah, or is it just like this is purely meant for entertainment purposes? Like, are we back to that point of this is this is about entertainment? This is about fantasy. This is not supposed to be real life. Uh, well, so right now I'm shooting a reality baseline for this company called Balesa, and this, the the uh, line is called Balesa House, and it's we basically take performers, usually two, and they have a real life story. Okay. And then we do an interview about the real life story. So some of the ones we've done is like uh, two exes wanted to have sex again, or we, I mean, cause there's a lot of like drama in our business, you know, as you can imagine, I'm working with a lot of 20 something. So there's mm-hmm. heightened emotion, there's heightened drama. Um, but we cap, we even had one with uh, these two performers where they were going to maybe date and then he ghosted her and they hadn't talked. The first time they saw each other was on camera. Oh wow! And it was actually really powerful. If it, yeah, was like tears, <laughs> and then they had sex, and it was sort of like an apology makeup sex. But it was really interesting because that is something you'll never see. Like, had we shot it as a normal scene, the tears would have been wiped up, right? The makeup would have been fixed. They would fuck, and it would be perfect. And like this was like very, like she just said point blank, like you ghosted me, and then she started crying. And then he apologized. Like, it was really cool. I don't know if it's like masturbatable, maybe to some (laughs) weird psychotic person, but it's just from a a standpoint of like, wow, these are human beings. And like, that's the comment I get about this line all the time. It's like, these people are people. Like, Mm -hmm. they're not the crazy performer. You see, that's just an act. Mm -hmm. Like, these people don't run around asking to be pile-drived, like when they go out on a date. Like, this is not who those people are. I mean, I'm sure there's exceptions. A scene like that is probably more masturbatable, if that's a word. I'm going to use it. Um, Masturbatable for women, because there's, like, a real connection there. Yeah, exactly. 100%. I can can see, like, uh, I can hear, like, a, oh, you know, like, and then be like, oh, my God, that's fucking hot. Right. (laughs) You know? Well, I did yeah. wonder that, like, when you're creating, because we talked about creating porn for women and you're writing these stories, it is, if it's about the connection, how much of that does go into, like, the dialogue, the storyline, the the whole piece of it, like, the human, the human connection of it, the human piece of it, I guess. I mean, I think the first step is is the performers. So I always ask them who they want to work with instead of telling them who, because, okay. you know, you're having sex. I want them to enjoy it. And I have like a, like a stable of people I work with. So I'll say to the girl, you, you know, or which of these six guys do you really like? And who would you like to work with best? So that's the first step. And then, yes, of course, like writing the story around the connection as much as I can within yeah. the time that we have. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So interesting. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. 
visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. I feel like psychology and sex are so connected. And I know Chip told me you are kind of in that same mind thinking too. And I don't know if we can talk about this or not, but you're in grad school to do family and marriage therapy, which I find so fascinating to go from (laughs) directing porn into that. But it makes sense to me because Mm -hmm. I feel like one of the things we don't talk about in our society is how much our sex life is driven by our psychology, our um, experiences in this lifetime. So what is the connection for you that you're seeing going from that career into this new kind of like understanding of psychology? I mean, I think one of the reasons why I've, I've always been interested in psychology, but I just never had time or the money to go to grad school. Yeah. Um, but then working in porn and seeing a lot of people. And I mean, I think the general misconception is that all of them were abused as children. And that's not true. Yes, many have been, but not all. Um, but I, I, a lot of the people, including people behind the camera, have some damage. And I think I only know that I don't. I think that happens in any line of work, but I know that because we're very open in our business. So we know a lot. And so I I realize one of the complaints a lot of the performers say is they go into therapy and the therapist is trying to talk them out of working in porn. Mm -hmm. And there's a lack of understanding of sex workers because people think you were molested and you shouldn't be doing this. This is wrong. Women shouldn't do this. And I'm like, okay, I want to be there for a lot of sex workers specifically um, because I understand the work that they're doing. And I also understand that a lot of why they're in therapy has nothing to do with their job. In fact, this job in porn has saved a lot of their lives, which is surprising, but true. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I am so fascinated by this topic. So when you're directing people, like what are you seeing when you, if someone would say to you, like, I'm in therapy, but they're telling me to quit my job, mm-hmm. like, what's, what's happening? Like, why, why are they in this industry? What is it just to pay the bills? Is it entertainment? Yeah. Are they wanting to be actors? Like, so I think, I mean, it's hard to say percentages cause I don't know, but like, there's a portion of them that grew up on porn. And then they looked at people who had like a level of celebrity in porn, you know, and a lot of porn stars are making millions a month now on OnlyFans. So it's a very lucrative job. 
Right. Um, but then there's people who are from very poor families and they are the most stable person and they're making the money to support their family and their siblings. Maybe they were a child of addicts or things like that. So they're taking care of their families. Um, and that's a lot of the the girls. I mean, as far as the guys, I don't really get into it. And I don't think for the guys, it's just a fuck hot chicks because it's a hard job for them too. And I don't think a lot of people realize that, but from a female perspective, a lot of the girls that I know are taking care of their families back home. When you say it's a hard job for them too, can you tell us more? What do you mean? Anytime some guy's like, I love fucking hot chicks. Like I degraded this job. I have a big dick. I'm like, okay, it doesn't matter that you have a big dick. It doesn't matter that you like having sex. Yeah. Because for the guys, it's, they're the variable in straight porn where they have to come. And so they have to come in, and and I'll give you an example. There was a time where the girl was bitching because her boyfriend was being mean to her and the guy had to fuck her in an anal scene in a house that didn't have air conditioning. It was about 110 degrees. It was seven o'clock at night. The girl was starving and in a bad mood and the crew just wanted to go home. And he had to stay hard and be able to come with all of those things and not feel the pressure of all of us going <laughs> I go. just yeah. want you to come. You you know? As if there's not enough yeah. pressure already. Right. Yeah. You know I mean, what I mean? Right. Exactly. So like when people say it's easy, I'm like, it actually isn't easy at all. And you're contending with so many things all the time in our business. So they cannot fake it. The girl can, but the guy yeah. can't. So yeah. And and it, we see a lot of like if the guys are in the business, they've been there a long time. And the new ones, they're in and out like that, or they become, you know, lifers or whatever. But yeah, it's a hard job for just the because of the and pressure, nobody you mean? Yeah. I mean, because if you fail your first scene, every director's getting a call from that director going, So and so failed, don't hire him. He's gonna mm. waste money because it's a waste of money. And so you have to be successful. And I know that sounds so silly, but like, if Mm-mm. you can't stay hard and come, that's going to cost me all of the money I paid for the girl, the location, you know, the crew that's there, all of that. And then making up that scene because somebody failed. Yeah. So every guy has failed at one point, but if you're failing your first scene, you're probably not going to get a second unless yeah. somebody's so desperate and they have no option, but you. And I would imagine too, that there's probably in, you know, in the world of like, celebrity porn stars there's probably not that many straight male celebrity porn stars it's either women or gay porn stars that correct like, are that, making that's particularly right? money on only fans you know like yeah oh okay. yeah yeah why I is that? that like yeah why is the guys uh, the gay guys i guess just have a lot of fans probably. yeah i think okay. it's just a, a different type of fan like yeah think, you know like i think Obviously, men, straight men are necessary for porn, but I don't think women are going there for fandom. I think that there's, Mm -hmm. they would rather like be fans of like celebrities doing other things that they can can imagine what they're like naked versus just like some guy who's, you know, just banging a bunch of chicks because they probably, there's probably a bit of a turnoff for these guys that are fucking a lot of women to them. I mean, I see what you're saying. I'm generalizing about the straight women's psychology, but. I would imagine that like there probably just aren't that many celebrities in that space. Right. Ma- you know, straight male mm. porn stars. Yeah. Now, I, I think really... Ron, Ron Jeremy was, I mean, yeah. I mean, I hate saying that name, but like everyone knows Ron Jeremy. Right. Of right. Course. And he, he yeah. was pop culture too. You know, he, he yeah. was elevated above it. 
But um, it wasn't like yeah. people knew about him because he was so hot. Right. <laughs> like right. that's not what's happening there. So it is very different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, so, so keeping on the psychology, I was also, when I was on your website, reading a lot about um, just trying to do ethical porn and, you know, all that goes into that. And we talked a lot about that when Candace was on just the process of going through like picking um, or you talk about it, like being setting up set so that it's like safe for everyone and all that goes into that. So first of all, could you just describe what you mean by ethical porn to people? Yeah. I mean, I think it's first like explaining to the people what's expected of them. And so okay. what I say, I don't, I don't shoot incest or faux cess porn anymore, but, um, you know, if I did letting them know, Hey, you're going to be having sex with somebody that's pretending to be your stepdad. And those are things you have to consider because you don't know if this person was raped by their a family member. And right. so maybe a family scenario would fuck with their heads. Like these are things you have to think about, like that psychologically could mess up with somebody. Right. Um, if it's a rougher scene, like, Hey, do you know that there will be choking? Cause not everybody's going to be okay with that. So just making sure that when they arrive to set, they know who their talent is. They've approved their talent. They know that everyone has been tested and that the tests are checked um, in accordance with our STD standards and that they're in a safe location and with a crew that makes them feel safe. Because obviously there's also crew members that have crossed boundaries in our industry. And so it's just making sure that, you know, the people that I'm surrounding myself with on set are going to make the talent feel safe men and the women. So does that not happen a lot? Like, or is that still a struggle to get people to operate that way in the porn industry? I mean, I think it's still, no. I mean, I do. I think that most porn sets are safe. Yes, I, I do. I mean, it's, it's hard to say because I don't know outside of mine what really goes on and how much thought I will say I'm one of the only directors that approves the talent ahead of time. In fact, they're always like, I love that you ask. I feel like that should be standard practice, but apparently it's not. Um, but I also think there is an old school boys club mentality mm. where there is still a level of misogyny. And I don't think that's in general, but it is still there. And I think when you have people in power that have a misogynistic view of women, especially it's not always going to be the most ethical or safe environment for the women. And that doesn't mean that something horrific is happening. Yeah. But it just means that it's just not creating a good space for shooting something that's very vulnerable for everyone involved. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think it would be a really um, easy mistake to make. Like the example that you gave about the stepfather scene, like, yeah, it takes a level of sensitivity to be like, wait, maybe we should make sure that this is cool. I mean, I had yeah. an experience where I was at this place um, in Nashville called, it's outside of Nashville, it's called Onsite. Okay. And it's, a, um, how would you describe it, Kelly? It's basically like a mental it's health a, retreat place. Yeah, it's a therapeutic. Um, it's a therapeutic. Did they do a Netflix documentary on this place? Not this one. Not that one. <laughs> I I don't know. Maybe I'll have to check yes, it out. Yes, they did. Okay, keep going. Okay, so we um it was I was there with a bunch of music industry people, and they made us um we did this thing where we um got broken off into groups, and we learned about how a family diagram about like um putting our families down on a 2d structure where it was like okay here i am this is where my mother would be situated in my family this is where my sister would be this is where my father and like 
um, you would put them in proximity to you based on like your relationships and you would make their dot bigger or smaller based on how much space they took up in the family, you know? And then we would have to, we had to like act it out. Once we described our family structure to our group, we had to act it out. We had to assign roles to people and the, and we were, it was done basically unsupervised. And there was a girl in one of the groups that had been sexually assaulted by someone in her family. Mm -hmm. And it all came to the top in that moment. And she is screaming at this person who has been assigned her brother and there's no wow. supervision. And it was like, I mean, a lot of people in that group ended up having to go back because they, they were inflicted trauma from that experience and because no one imagined that that situation could arise, you know? And it's like looking back, like it seems so simple, but you know, yeah. why it was wild. Yeah. And I can imagine that probably happens all the time on porn sets. Yeah. There's a lot of like, I mean, and, and there's even things that like seem very banal to like myself or maybe even you like kissing. Like, I would yeah. think that would be just standard. And it's for some people, it's not. Like, yeah. so there's a, I mean, sometimes I don't have to check with every porn star, like, can you kiss? Because I've worked with most of these people a lot. But if it's somebody new, I do describe, like, just, there's a lot of making out and there's a lot of this and eye contact. So that, I mean, because maybe they're not okay with that. And you should never right. make the assumption when somebody is getting naked and being that vulnerable that you're on the same page with them because you might not be. Mm hmm. Yeah. The, just the connection. I mean, the psychological connection to all of this is like what we're talking about even. And I like people being in porn and being triggered, but I think it's also even for the viewers, like there's so many, I feel like porn is talked about in such a black or white way. Like it's either good or it's bad. There's no discussion in between. And I know like I struggled with that for a long time in my life. Like, mm -hmm. is this healthy for my relationship or is it not? You know, like what is okay in those situations. And I think everyone kind of has to get to that place on their own, but having these conversations is so helpful to me even because it's like, Oh my God, this is an industry just like the industry I work in, which is music, you know, entertainment, but it's all like to put on this show to entertain people. But it's just, when mm -hmm. it comes to the sexual aspect there are a lot of things happening for each of us in that experience. So you kind of mentioned, you mentioned the FOSEST, which I was also reading like so many articles about how popular that is in the porn industry. Why? Why is that popular? I mean, I think sex is off limits is always popular. So like cheating yeah. is popular and those okay. kinds of things. But so the FOSEST is probably as dark as you can go without it being illegal. Okay. Um, you know, that's the darkest scenario. Um, yeah. Which like, we should just say to the listeners, FOSAS, cause I didn't, I was like, what a Google, it, it my took Google me a search second, right but now I think is I got wild. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it's when you're, if you're having sex with the stepmom or things like that. But I was reading that it's like one of the most popular things in porn. Yeah. Like you said, you mm -hmm. get tired of having to write scripts for that. And you, you've mentioned on this podcast, stopped. Like, you stopped. Okay. Why? What was that about? I mean, it wasn't a moral thing. I, I mean, you just got old. I mean, you can yeah. only fuck your stepmom so many times. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I in so many ways. In so many ways. <laughs> like, like, it's just, 
You know, there is creativity in porn, but yeah. like even that will tap you out. <laughs> You're like, like, I'm I out. Don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> There's nothing that else that can be done that is, I mean, you know, it's Brazzers is I think doing like stepmoms getting their heads stuck in a laundry machine or something. I'm just like, okay, we've really just done everything we possibly can do. Yeah, it's too much at this point. I'm out. Yeah, once you get down to like second cousin once removed, shit, you're like, I, I, we've done it all. Like, this, this is, is weird. Sexy. I don't even know how they were related anymore. The other Wait. one I thought was so fascinating was the cuckold. Is that how you say it? Uh-huh. Yeah, yes. and like how men... Because, and this to me is such a psychology thing, but it's like in our society, men are supposed to be strong and powerful, but then that is one of the most number one searched, um, porn things for men, heterosexual men to watch, which is basically if they were watching they're in like a submissive role. Is that right? Or not submissive, but like a, I, I can't even think of the word. Like you're standing in the corner watching your wife have sex with someone else. Right? Yeah. Is that what that is? <laughs> okay. Yeah. There's there's hot wifing and then there's cuckolding. And the cuckolding is usually the more degrading of the two. So yeah. but for that to be <laughs> so widely searched is fascinating. Yeah. Is it because oh, that yeah. that is not the way that, that most heterosexual men are allowed to live in society? Or yeah, I mean think I don't about think- that. I think it is that. And I mean, I will say I help some of the girls with their like chatting with fans. Um, and most of those fans are cocks and it's interesting. There's like a a small penis fetish with some of them. Okay. So they, they get aroused through the humiliation. And then the secondary humiliation is the humiliation of sharing the person that I am not supposed to have ownership over, but like that I'm a partner with Mm -hmm. and they're fucking somebody else and I'm being degraded. Um, and a lot of those men are like in successful jobs. I mean, they're not some, you know, loser living in his mom's basement. Like they might actually be successful. Yeah. And I wonder if some some of that is driven by like thinking that your wife is only with you for your money, you know, like, Hmm. you know, like if, but why would that that arouse somebody? I don't know. Maybe it's a, Maybe it's um, a justification and then it's like it, it can allow you to see your wife differently. I don't know. Like, it's just such a that seems like foreign if it was that mentality. It would validate their fear. To yeah. Me. Yeah, maybe. But some of them get off on the fear. I mean, some of them uh, like the the cruelty. OK. I mean, you know, there's there's this thing called I think it's like rule 14 or rules something. And it's like if you can think it, it exists in porn. And so it's true. Like there if there is a fetish for everything because mm-hmm. somebody has thought about it and yeah. masturbated to it. So yeah. And then someone's made the film. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. How has working in porn affected your relationship with sex? Like, has it changed it? Do you like, I feel like if you're on a set all day watching people have sex, like, do you go home and you're like, Oh my God, I'm so horny. Or are you like, Oh my God, I never want to see people have sex again. Like what? What is? I that? wish everyone could see Jackie's face right now. She's I know. Like, I'm like no. shaking. No. I'm like no. I don't watch the sex and go. I'm gonna get laid tonight. Right. No. I I will say. I mean, I think it's the easiest example is probably to compare it to what turns me on in terms okay. of like a fantasy. So like before porn, I was seeking out porn. Yeah. I don't really unless it's like really bizarre porn. 
<laughs> because I think there's a level of desensit like I'm yeah. desensitized. You're like, so I, like I takes yeah, a lot I'm to like, shock I, you out of that. You'll be you, yeah. you like break. You're like, ugh, I hate how that was shot. You know, right. it's like <laughs> me going to a concert. I can't. I get like in the nitty gritty of yeah. stuff. Yes. Or you know the person right. you know too well, and <laughs> right. it's like, oh, I don't want to masturbate. Like I just yeah. had lunch with her yesterday. Like you know. <laughs> So there's that, but I think I'm more interested in, and a lot of the guys I work with say the same thing. Like uh, one of my crew members was saying like he watches Survivor and he finds it so hot to see the girls in bikinis because it's like, there's, there's not a full reveal of the body. It's like, you know, it's like, Ooh, what's under there. And for me, I've gotten really into like rom-coms and romances where it's just a kiss and nobody has sex. And I'm like, Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so it's almost done the res- the reverse for you. With the exception of my porn searches, which are bizarre, but I'm not <laughs> masturbating. Them. I think it's just more desensitization. Like yeah. if you ever want to see something hilarious, just Google meth blow job. Okay. Meth and blow job. That done. <laughs> Chip is doing it like right this. now. <laughs> not on my computer though. No, yeah, okay, we're good to know. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Math below job. I can't wait. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at the Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. So does it change the way that you relate to sex or has it made you kind of explore your own, um, like your own relationship? Like we've been talking so much about the psychology of sex, but like, has that made you ask yourself more questions? Cause I, the more I like researched this today, I was like, huh, I wonder why I'm drawn to the things I'm drawn to. Like it was making me ask myself those questions. 
I think it, it, I psychologically, it hasn't made me question more. It's made me more comfortable with my body where I used okay. to be very insecure before porn of like, oh, cellulite or, you know, I was just very hyper aware of, you know, I, how I looked or that my makeup wasn't perfect or those sorts of things. And, and working in porn now where they're just, it's just, everyone is so comfortable with who they mm-hmm. are. I mean, and these girls are literally naked and they might have cellulite or a zit on their butt. You know, I mean, you don't right. know, but, but I'm just saying like, and, and nobody in our circle is judging. And so like, because I'm around that lack of judgment, I'm judging myself less from a physical perspective. Like, I think and it's interesting because I'm working with 20 year olds that most of them are, you know, Gorgeous. young tight yeah. bodies. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that is so interesting. Is there what if you had to do one takeaway that you have learned from working in porn that surprised you, what would it be? Oh boy. Um that there are really good decent people working in porn. Yeah. That was really surprising to us, Chip. Remember when we talked to Candace? Yeah. You were yeah. so like, you are so smart and successful. And I mean, everything she said blew my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you, and I think it's that that's, that's normal, though. I mean, there's a lot of smart people in porn. Right. Well, I well, why mean, do we the point, like, it's otherwise. a multi-billion dollar business. Mm-hmm. It can't grow to that with a bunch <laughs> of idiots. You're like, they're idiots right. in, every, in every, you know, yes. um, organization and every sort of career path. But, like, it's, a, it's actually a really innovative industry it's like i mean i've read i've read stuff about the history of porn where it's like it drove the invention of the vcr it drove it drove the popularity of the internet like when you look at something like OnlyFans, like the fact that other industries didn't figure out only fans and it was the porn industry that did it's like we've had we i mean it's essentially just a digital like um fan club but yeah they're (laughs) These they monetize. Out, yeah, they monetize it. And they're like, we are going to give you what you actually want. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, it's like when you when you look at the popularity of something like Instagram and all the shit that I get put in my discovery feed, it's hot people. But they all have their clothes on, you know, a very limited yeah. amount of clothing. OnlyFan was like, oh, well, that's interesting. That's what people want. Let's show people naked and put it behind a paywall. And it's yeah. fucking brilliant. You know, brilliant. Brilliant. And it's it's done a lot for the girls in porn too. I mean, I think Riley Reed is making a million a week or something like that. Oh something my crazy God. like that. Yeah. So that I mean crazy. it is, yeah. A million so, a week. That's what's so fascinating. Like we, you know, we keep wanting to talk to people in this industry because I find it interesting that like we're trying to pretend like it could go away at some point or something, but it's such a huge industry. Like it's not going anywhere. So to me, no. it's like the more I understand about it or the more kind of um, just the stuff that we talked about earlier, the misconceptions that we debunk, the easier it is to digest or have my develop my own relationship with it versus like what I was saying earlier, where you're like, no porn is good or porn is bad. Like that is just way too broad. And you just don't know anything about the industry when you say that. It's a really unhealthy yeah. way to think about anything, though. It's yeah, like, that's true. I mean, we all need to have our own relationship with it. And our relationship might be like, it might truly be. I, I'm, I've watched it. It's not for me. It uh, takes me to a really unhealthy place. 
But I think it's more dangerous just to have an opinion without experiencing it in some way and, and, and gaining some knowledge, you know, it's, I look, I do think there are people that it's ruined their lives, but it's, it's not because of the porn. It's because of the way that they interacted with the porn. And there were probably, you know, plenty of outside um, influences that were causing them to over interact with it, you know, and, um, but that that's the case for anything. You know, yeah. video games do the same thing to people. Every industry can be unhealthy. I mean, it's like corporate America, I remember, had the biggest Coke problem. I mean, greater than I've ever seen in porn. I mean, uh, right. right. Like, I'm like, people are snorting lines in their office. I, I haven't seen that on a porn set. Like, right. right. Yeah. It's just but, porn is a really easy. Um, I mean, we live in a especially in the u.s we live in a very puritanical society and it's just a really easy target because there's nudity and sex i think people yeah. are god forbid like anything. anyone have sex you yeah know? yeah well that goes back into what we've been talking about with the psychology piece like what people's relationship is or their own understanding of their own journey and history or anything like that like if you don't have that understanding within yourself of course you're going to be scared if there's naked girls running around, you know, that like your guy can go look at or, you know, vice versa or whatever. But it's all to me, it's all about your own relationship with sex within yourself. Right. Yeah. Anyway. And I mean, I think it's it's good. Like I wish people could come to set because they would realize how normal it is and also just how much more communicative we all are. Right. Like I mean, I've seen relationships with people in the business where you talk about jealousy and you talk about things that like couples outside of porn might be scared to do that because for whatever reason, like there's just, we are just talkers and communicators because we have to you be, have to be right. for our job. So, and that's a huge advantage that we have over most industries is that there are no real secrets. Yeah. Like, we're putting it out there. Maybe, you- maybe you should do a live stream of a shoot. You know what? I I think that could get a lot of people in trouble. (laughs) Oh, no. uh, So, no, what I mean is we kind of do this with an orgy uh, line that I've been shooting where we have like hidden cameras, but I always have to tell the performers like, guys, anything you say. And so, like, you know, because we're so communicative, it's like you could say something and that's out there. So I think there's you got to be careful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Editing is important. In this, yeah, in it this is world. very important. Yeah, especially, yeah. You don't want uncensored porn in, in certain things. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Well, <laughs> is there any backlash you've ever, like when people find out what you do for a living, have you ever faced any backlash from anyone? Um, I mean, I keep it a secret. So I yeah. think that the only people that know are people very close to me or like, you know, I had somebody from, from college to find me, um, really? because he saw like a Showtime, like ADN awards that I was presenting or something like that. And then he was like, Oh my God, but backlash. No, but I, it has created a major rift with my family for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, cause I they're imagine. very catholic very white very you know that and they they've come a long way but i think they are very disappointed in my life and so i i yeah i mean but like the hard thing is i can't like i had in early in my career i was pretty successful 
And I couldn't share those successes with them. Yeah. Like, yeah. so I can only talk to them about their lives, but they don't really know about my work or my life in terms of work. Mm. So it's interesting. I mean, I can relate to that for, you know, in, in, in a sense from the whole gay thing, it's like there were um, and before coming out to my family, like there was a lot th- about my life that they didn't know. And it was like, but I was still very close with them, but they right. just didn't know a lot about my life because I assume they didn't want to know. Right. Um, but yeah, this is, a, you know, it's all based on like fear of being judged and all of those things. But um, yeah, you know, I guess you you've had to deal with the reality of it because you told them and they're disappointed. But, you know, it's funny because, yeah. you know, I'm not a parent, but I, I would always like imagine that if I had kids, I would I wouldn't give a fuck what they did as long as they were the best at it. And the fact that you're <laughs> winning awards and like you had this explosive career right out of the gate, like it's like a fuck like you you could be living on the street. You know what I mean? It's like, you've made a great career for yourself. You've also, you're iterating. You recognize that um, being an actor wasn't your thing. Like you could be a starving actor waitress. And and they probably would be prouder though. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's crazy. I mean, it's crazy. It's like, I mean, it's, I'm proud of you and I'm proud to call you a friend and I'm glad we got to reconnect Uh... over this. So. Thank you, me too. Yeah. Well, you guys can find out more about Jackie at JackieStJames.com. I'll put the um, link to her website in the description of this podcast. Jackie, is there anywhere else that people can find you? Uh, if they just search for Belessa, uh, they can find all my work on there. <laughs> okay. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I might have to watch some of your work. I haven't watched any for this, um, but I might just have to check some of it out. I'll try and find a really good, um, re- like one of the reality scenes I shot. I'll, I'll oh, I want to see this. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That sounds fascinating. <laughs> oh Jackie, thank you for being here with us. We love learning Absolutely. about this topic. So it's easy when we, when Chip has a relationship already. So <laughs> <laughs> made it much easier to talk about. So thank you so much. Of course. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. 
Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.